Kevin, thanks for joining us on the Sales Confidence Podcast today. James, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I need to give you a hug, but we're not allowed to move from these mics. We but. will absolutely be hugging later, Kevin. It's Promise? Th- absolutely. Uh, really excited about today. Um, Kevin's been a long-time supporter of Sales Confidence as a brand, and we're great supporters, advocates, and now users of Refract. Users, indeed. So it's really exciting to have you. Just a brief introduction, um, a little bit about... Uh, a background on Kevin. So this is Kevin Bills. Uh, Kevin is the founder of Refract. He's a two-time founder, originally having founded a company called The Test Factory in 2007. Prior to this, Kevin gained experience as a senior VP of a number of fast-growing SaaS companies in the UK. Refract unlocks the black box of revenue intelligence. Refract analyzes your calls, your demos, and your meetings to level jump rep performance, accelerating your revenue growth and driving successful outcomes. And he's been in a position that Refract is now providing business intelligence that is hidden away in your sales conversations. Really looking forward to learn more about the power of Refract. Um, But let's learn a bit more about you, um, Kevin. Oh, I almost forgot. We've got a special treat for our listeners coming on later on. Is that right? We have indeed, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for my marketing team, but we have a uh, secret offer that we're going to make to everyone on this uh, podcast. Um, So yeah, well worth hanging around for that. Absolutely. So this is one where you should stay locked in for the course because Refract, this is Kevin, the founder, has got a fantastic offer that we're going to share with you with listeners. But before we do that, let's learn a bit more about your story and how you got here today. So I guess the question I like to open up with is, what are you most excited about today, Kevin? Uh, what am I most excited about today? Um, some, of, some of the product stuff that we're doing at the moment uh, at Refract, um, I'm impatient. That's the only problem. So as soon as we start talking about all the exciting stuff and we start working on exciting stuff, I kind of want it there now, want it there uh, uh, tomorrow, want to start telling everyone uh, about it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I often get in trouble for starting to talk about the things that are coming around the corner. But yeah, some of the stuff that we're doing on the product at the moment has got me really excited. It kind of feels like we're, we're, we're at the start of a journey of, of, you know, into revenue intelligence, into analyzing calls, demos and meetings and finding out, uh, you know, how we can accelerate performance. So that, that I'm really excited about that stuff at the moment. That's fantastic. I'm not surprised. I think, um, kind of cool intelligence is really coming of age right now. Um, I think this is the time, this is the moment, particularly in the UK and Europe, where the need for sales leaders and individual contributors to understand and learn from their calls is testament to differentiating performance. Yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely still a, a, an early adopter car- uh, uh, category. Uh, most of the companies using revenue intelligence um, as, a, as a category as a, uh, are SaaS tech companies today yep. who have really bought into the, the science of sales, the data of sales, that it's not just gifted the gab, that you can create playbooks. And yeah, and yeah, we're, we're still at the start of a, a whole revolution there. You start to go outside of SaaS and tech and you know it is like showing cavemen fire it's uh, you know it's uh, yeah, still an early stage market I'd say. Exciting um, so a little bit about you in terms of understanding you as a founder uh, what's the first thing you typically think of when you wake up in the morning? So, yeah, I, I want to say I look into my wife's loving eyes and, uh, you know, can't wait to see the kids. She's but listening, guys. Yeah, 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 probably like everyone else, you're, you're wondering what's in your inbox and how much you got on that day. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, 
like like any founder, I I do struggle to turn off, and yeah. like and it, and it is hard for refract and and uh, you know for for everyone their their business not to be the last thing you think of at night and the first thing you think of uh, uh, first thing in the morning. Um, I love what I do. I genuinely love what I do. So you know, I do wake up with excitement about you know what what the day ahead is uh, is is going to bring. Um, but again, like any founder. You, you sometimes struggle a little bit with that that you know work home uh, um, balance with, uh, with with running a business where you know you you want to be home and present for uh, you know for, for for your family at the same time uh, you know excited about building a business. So I will be lying if I said that the first thing I thought of first thing in the morning wasn't getting to work. Uh, get get it getting into the office and uh, you know and getting started like exciting. Well, actually, for those that aren't aware, and I think this is an interesting point. You're actually a northern-based company. We so, are, what yeah. does it mean to you getting into work? How do you get to work? Where are you based? So, we're we're based up in Newcastle. You Great. can see from the from the accent. That's uh, I'm still learning Geordie, but I'm just <laughs> about getting the hang of it. Um, so yeah, the, one of the great things about about Newcastle, I mean, you know, as you know, I spend a lot of time down in London, spend a lot of time with with uh, with you and uh, you know many other uh, um, friends and partners uh, down here. One of the great things about the northeast is you know you don't have to jump on a uh, a packed tube. Mm. Uh, people talk to each other as well and things, like, and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I roll roll out of bed and it's fifteen miles into work and it will yeah it will take me half an hour. It's yeah that's one of the great things about the Northeast. Amazing. Yeah, I, I have to say, as you know, I've got family um, in the Northeast. I've spent time there. That's probably for another podcast show. <laughs> but, you know, I genuinely do feel like they're, they're, there's a warm welcoming up there with people. There's a real sense of community. And generally, I think the air is fresher in Newcastle. The, the air is definitely fresher. But, and, and it, I mean, it's cliches, but people are friendlier people have got a little bit more uh, time and yeah. yeah they joke about the Geordies get down to London jump on the tube and start talking to everyone it's not it's not far from the truth yeah, yeah. excellent brilliant um where do you get your motivation and inspiration from to drive multiple businesses now this is your second company that you're building um you're expanding rapidly you're looking at international markets where does the motivation and inspiration come from um so I I always, well, I always wanted to do something for myself, you know, even when I was a kid, I would have like little, you know, side projects, hustles, making a little bit of money. Yeah. I was always going to work for myself. I was going to uh, employ someone who was really clever, pay them lots of money and uh, start my own business. And yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much how it worked out. But um, I, I, I don't talk about this often, but um, I, I, got, I got sacked from my first job for gross insubordination. Wow. Um, I uh, got expelled from, uh, uh, not expelled, I got suspended, should I say, from, uh, uh, from sick form for one of my side hustles that uh, you know, was causing a little bit of friction with uh, people spending too much of their uh, lunch money uh, um, <laughs> uh, on my, yeah. And yeah they, yeah, they talk about people that have founded, you know, often found a business because they're unemployable and uh, I wouldn't necessarily like to go quite as far. I had a you know a nice career. Uh, um, worked at uh, at Adidas for a few years. Um, kind kind of cut my teeth there. But I always wanted to do something for myself. That was always part of the uh, the, the the motivation. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I think you know just wanting to to push the boundaries. Not liking rules and to, to conform if you like and mm. being master of your own destiny those kind of things um so i think that's where where you know my motivation uh yeah that that motivation comes from and uh be, being master of your own destiny yeah yeah i can totally relate um I, i've got some uh 
similar experiences but there is definitely an aspect of kind of pushing the boundary and breaking rules and being um your own leader you know and sense of self and so um moving it into kind of the profession that we both represent and we're both very passionate about and yourselves refract particularly making huge innovations in this space what was your very first experience of being in sales or the sales as an experience to you as a buyer um so uh, going back to those times when I was really young, you know, that was always selling, you know, that was always selling whether, uh, um, um, and it was all legal, by the way, just to, I uh, just want to point that out before it gets me into too much trouble. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, that, that was always, you know, that was always uh, uh, selling. One of the things that I feel has most helped me as a salesperson is when, you know, I, I, I kind of started off in sales and then went to, a, um, mentioned uh, I was at Adidas and worked in marketing and I was a buyer, at, you know, I, I bought things at, at Adidas and I saw people sell to me and I saw mm. what it was like people selling to me. And that, that empathy of being a, a buyer um, for, a, uh, for, for a few years has definitely helped me in my sales career of like being able to know what it's like sitting on both sides of the table, know what it's like when your, your phone's ringing all the time and people are trying to sell you stuff and, uh, um, and, and have that experience from, from both sides. Um, I then kind of, you know, went into, I'd, I'd moved up to the Northeast, met my Geordie lass and sales gave me the best opportunity of, of accelerating my career path at that, at that time. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that was really my, my first experiences of sales. And, uh, um, you know, as, uh, uh, as you do bang the, uh, bang the, the drum as hard as we can for the sales profession on a, on a, on a, on an ongoing basis now. Absolutely. Um, if you think about sales professionals that you've hired in your career, the type of salespeople that you've attracted to refract, what stands out about those that are more successful than others? Um, for, for, for me and for us, coachability right yeah you know, co coachability is the number one yeah is the number one thing and again when we're talking about SaaS companies and creating playbooks, mm. you create the playbook you know you know how to do it. You know what success looks like for successfully selling your product or service to good fit prospects and, uh, um, and partners. Um, it, the, the, the key to success comes down to coachability and, and having people that are coachable um, that, that will be able to take that on, that will be able to implement things, that will be able to learn fast, that will be able to create their own learnings from their, from their own experience. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's a massive part of uh, um, built into our recruitment process that is about how do we measure coachability. Um, so yeah, I would say that is, is one big thing. And then the other thing is, you know, is, is, is no egos. Um, and, and, and sometimes that's hard because, you know, there's a lot of um, very successful salespeople that, that have, have egos and maybe, uh, you know, feel that they have the, the, the right with their success to create egos. Um, but particularly in a fairly early stage business, when you're creating a cult culture, um, that just didn't work. Um, in truth, in my last business, I maybe didn't get that quite as right as I feel that we hopefully have it with that. Amazing. Um, moving on a little bit to Refract as a, as a company, as an organization, what is some of the fundamental DNA that makes Refract a great place to work? Um, 
so like 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 so many uh, startup businesses we put a lot into to culture the kind of uh, um first of all that we, we we talk a lot about refract people when we hire that you know is this person a refract person get people involved in that process and you know see if we feel culturally there 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 is a fit and um you know no that that we're not taking on those uh um th those egos or those personalities that are, that aren't going to fit mm -hmm. um the second is is being all in it together um, so we're very transparent as a business. People know exactly where we are, what we're trying to achieve. Um, really transparent in terms of, uh, of, of making sure we share that um, with the uh, uh, with the team. Um, they know what the we're trying to achieve. They know where we are, what's going well, what what's exciting us, what's keeping us up at night. Um, I think having that transparency as well is uh, you know is key to. To, to, to us and to you know any business at this kind of stage really needs that in order to uh to, to create that that culture and togetherness i love that um for the listeners that aren't maybe aware of refract in terms of the value proposition the offering what what, what does refract do i guess yeah i mean you did a good job so uh you know if it doesn't work out at sales confidence and you're uh, <laughs> looking for an sdr role at any time like uh cheers we'll, Kevin. We'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll make sure you get past the ego test and we'll yeah uh, that we'll, one we'll, i might we'll, struggle uh, with but, but i'll definitely keep it in mind <laughs> but yeah uh, so you know so we we help sales leaders improve their sales conversations and the outcomes of those conversations so okay. as you mentioned before we're, we're analyzing uh calls demos meetings we're surfacing key moments that happen in those uh conversations um helping to, to both coach and share those um, to, to be able to provide insight in what the top performers do differently what are the things that happen in your organization that lead to successful outcomes by literally analyzing every call demo and meeting that, that happens across your team so this this technology now I've you know while um, I've been early on understanding the innovations that you were doing for some years and we, we've both worked very closely in terms of elevating the sales profession. It's only since we've started to scale a business, you know, for me as a founder now, um, you know, we've got um, five people in the sales team. We'll probably be twice, three times the size of that by the end of the calendar year. One of the significant contributors to our speed and growth has been the ability for onboarding reps to analyze their calls. So it's powerful stuff. Um, now, we mentioned at the beginning of this um, podcast interview that there was an offer that we were gonna share specifically for those that are listening to this Sales Confidence podcast. So Kevin, do you share wanna, now? should we give a rundown? This is a perfect opportunity. Okay, so, so, so we're gonna share both for whether you're a sales leader or whether you're a sales rep. Um, we've got something that, um, well, that we'd like to uh, uh, share. So first of all, let's start with sales leaders. Yep. Um, so two things that we do for sales leaders, um, don't tell anyone else about this. We don't, you know, we don't uh, normally do this. This is, uh, as I say, this will get me into trouble. We'll, we'll first of all provide 60 days of refract, completely free, completely without obligation, no, no strings uh, at all, so that we can capture all your calls, analyze those calls, surface what happens, look at what your top performers are doing differently, look at what's leading to successful outcomes, give you the ability to be able to find and coach key moments uh, uh, of those uh, calls and conversations. Amazing. But in addition to that, um, we'll get involved and, and, and help maybe uh, uh, for, for us and our experts to coach uh, a few of your your calls and conversations 
perhaps give another perspective, show some of the coaching templates that, that, that we would use to, to, to be able to accelerate and, uh, um, and, and level jump performance. Uh, um, so for any sales leaders out there, um, just message me on LinkedIn um, with nothing else other than the words sales confidence and you're in. Um, we'll, we'll set this up for you. I'll get in touch and uh, we'll, uh, we'll set this up for you. So just to reiterate, Kevin Bills, LinkedIn, the word sales confidence, and they will get access to Refract, no obligation for 60 days for themselves and their sales team? For, for themselves and their sales team. So all, wow. all of their sales team. Wow. Work. This is significant value. I highly recommend you do this right now. Pause the podcast. Go onto LinkedIn. Kevin Bills, how's Bills spelt? B-E-A-L-E-S. There you go. Put that into LinkedIn. Message with sales confidence. This guy is going to change your life in the next 60 days. So that's sales leaders. What's the offer for uh, sales professionals, Kevin? So so for sales reps, um, we'd love to uh, coach a couple of your calls and conversations and give you some, some expert coaching and feedback highlight again some of those key moments and give some uh, um, ideas and suggestions of uh, you know, perhaps what might be sometimes very small tweaks, just wording things slightly differently, perhaps just the, the, the active listening, the additional questions that make the difference between winning deals and, uh, and not. Um, so if you recall calls or uh, uh, demos at the moment, Again, just message me exactly the same sales confidence on the, uh, on LinkedIn and you can send those calls and demos uh, uh, through and we'll coach them. If you don't record those calls at the moment, again, just get in touch. Let us know that you don't. We can set you up actually to record some of those calls and conversations and you can choose which ones you want to share with us. Well, that's really kind of you, Kevin. I think this is amazing value. It's actually a first that we've done on the podcast um, to put so much value back to this audience. I highly recommend you get over to LinkedIn now. You put in Kevin B you message in with sales confidence you get access to this technology thank you for sharing that so refract what's your ambition for refract as a company so i mentioned before it feels like you know we're just at the start of the journey and it's the product stuff that's really you know really exciting us and uh, you know some of the opportunities particularly using ai to be able to surface even more value um, so yeah, it just feels like we, you know, it feels like really early days for us. As you say, we're you know we're based up in Newcastle. We're just over thirty people today. Feels like we're at the start of our you know our journey. Um, mainly working with SaaS and tech companies, but you know, but a, a number of others. Where, where do we want to get to? Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to to take Refract more internationally. Um, about forty percent of our revenue comes from the US uh, uh, today. Um, I'd love to, to to explore opening up uh, um, offices in uh, uh, in other countries uh, um, as we uh, as we start to grow. Where that journey takes us. Um, I, I really wouldn't like to say, but um, but you know, it's, it definitely feels like we're at the start. Amazing. Well, this is exciting, uh, and I'm glad that we can continue to support each other, particularly on the international expansion in 2020. Really exciting to hear the ambition um, of Refract, Kevin. Uh, bringing it a bit closer to the experience um, as a sales professional or a sales leader, is there a book that you've read in your career that's had the most impact on you? Um, so... I spend a lot of time reading books, listening to podcasts. Like like most people, I buy more books than I than I, than I read. There's yep. plenty uh, left uh, unread there. Um, a couple of the ones that that are my favourites at the moment: um, Yako from Winning by Design, his SaaS Sales Blueprint. That's a yeah, that's a a, a top draw book. 
recommend uh, that to anyone. Just on Yako, he is phenomenal. Um, I, I, a small plug here, but our um, annual conference this year is the third year we're doing it at SAS Growth, which you're also an, an all-in sponsor. Um, Yako is actually going to be keynoting this year for the third year. Um, so 750 sales and revenue leaders at Old Billingsgate on the 8th of July. Highly recommend Yako winning by design and look forward to seeing you at the event. And yeah, although this wasn't meant as a plug, it is an amazing event, and Yako is uh, uh, an amazing presenter as well as yes, uh, as well as writer. So uh, uh, I will uh, I will double down on your endorsement there. Um, another is a guy called Dave Curlin, um, who wrote a book called Baseline Selling. It's been around uh, uh, a while now. Um, Dave is another of those people where I find myself sometimes talking in his voice. <laughs> like, what would Dave say? Um, like, we're lucky enough that Dave's one of our clients now, but that, that book is, uh, is, is one that uh, has been around for a while, but certainly stays with me, yeah. Oh, amazing. Great to hear. Um, where do you see the future of sales as a profession? Where do you think this is going? I think the thing that we're really fortunate in for, I know a lot of your audience work in SaaS and tech uh, companies, is that we, we get exposure to a lot of companies that aren't in SaaS and tech. And there is a big gap. You know, there's a big difference between how sales is, is done mm. at sales and, and tech, uh, SaaS and tech companies. And that, you know, that, again, going back to that playbook, that, that data of sales. And um, I think it is easy, especially for people that have joined a SaaS company in sales, not to appreciate that, that you know, that actually they, they are at the cutting edge. Um, and the, the the forward thinking side of sales, and there's a whole industry behind us yeah. that is still catching, you know, is still catching up, and is still getting to that that kind of um, the philosophy that you would expect to find in a uh, in a, a modern day uh, a SaaS business. Um, it is even again in SaaS and tech businesses, it, it's it's a more competitive world. Buyers do more of their research online. People want to do more of their uh, the, the buying experience without necessarily engaging in a conversation at the start of, uh, uh, of that. So the ability to stand out and differentiate is becoming stronger th than ever. Yep. Um, we're still in an era where I'm sure every single one of your, the, the people listening to this uh, are, are bombarded and wake up to... Um, very unpersonalized outreach that you know that, mm. that is that isn't isn't researched isn't relevant spray and pay, pray and there is still a big part of that in there you know, unfortunately in sales um the we're getting more personalized ai will help um, it's not going to replace sales. In fact, it's going to mean the human side, the human skills become even more important. Mm. Um, and so growing those human skills uh, and, and being able to develop those, those skills to be able to then utilize the AI and the tech and the tools that, that are underlying selling are, are undoubtedly what are going to differentiate uh, salespeople going Yeah, forward. and I think, you know, it's a very valid point even with all of this fantastic technology like Refract, I mean, you're probably better aligned to the future than most. We need to get back to the fundamentals. It's driving conversations. That is the game we're in. Have more phone conversations, have more conversations in meeting, 
and do more business. Analyze them, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But take that feedback yeah, and learn. Course, no, yeah. but like, but it's just like, like, what else is all these tools trying to do? So, so okay. So, so now you you're put me on my high horse now. So, uh, um, I think one of the one of the real challenges for a lot of sales leaders is that there are lots of things that are measured and lots of KPIs and lots of dashboards and lots of data that comes out of your CRM system. But it's all the stuff that's easy to uh, uh, to uh, to be able to measure. Mm. Um, yeah. So at a conversation level, you know, how many people we're speaking to, uh, um, when are we speaking to them, blah blah, blah you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Actually, measuring the quality of those conversations, measuring what happens in those conversations. Conversations win and lose revenue, right? Periods. You can have great sales processes. You can re- you can have an amazing product. You can reach out to a um, to amazing prospects with uh, uh, with compelling offerings. Um, you, you win and lose revenue in the sales conversations that that that, that you have. Um, but it is very hard to measure those. It's very hard, obviously, to to, to listen to them on uh, uh, at scale. Um, and without that being a you know, a plug for refract, I think one of the challenges is that we fall into this trap of of measuring what's easy to measure not necessarily measuring what's most impactful to uh, uh to, to, to measure i think that's really valid i mean i actually wasn't going to go off piece but now you've you've opened up oh, i've taken you off piece. well i'm just you know i'm getting wound up today for example okay we've got these really um dedicated highly driven sales professionals in our team motivated to um build this company but there's almost like a disease around the phone it's like uh, we had like a a bunch of inbound leads earlier which i myself could have picked up the phone but i have a team to do that i check in five minutes i check in 10 minutes i check in 15 minutes later they've still not picked up the phone then i asked why oh we need to prepare a new script it's a different type of conversation it's 101 pick up the phone and so i actually think there is a there's a particularly in tech right now and sas it's endemic there is a problem on sales floors i don't think they reflect actually what needs to be happening there is so much um kind of what i used to call like paper pushing emailing designing workflows on your prospecting tools and linkedining and not actually having a phone call and it's winding me up kevin and well, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Uh, you know, uh, it, it is about those conversations. And uh, I mean, we do live in a multi-channel world. It's not just about, it's that. Not just about the phone. And, uh, you know, we're big advocates of, uh, of you know, the power that we, we create a lot of our opportunities uh, uh, from, uh, from, from cold outreach, which includes cold calling. And uh, uh, I know we've been on your stage banging the drum for cold calling before. Yeah. Um, you, you've also publicized um, and, and, and promoted um, um, the, the video that my, my lad did, uh, uh, Joe. Um, so just very quickly to tell the audience the, the story. Uh, my lad, he was 10, it's my, uh, uh, my, my middle lad, came into work as uh, uh, sons often do with their, with their fathers, um, said, uh, you know, uh, am I going to earn some money today? And I said, well, if you want to earn some money, you're going to have to do some work. Well, how do I earn the most money? I said, well, sales. Well, what do I have to do in sales? I said, well, cold calling. You have to pick up the phone and cold call. And literally, it wasn't planned at all, but we did decide to, uh, uh, to video it. We coached him. He started picking up the phone. He made some calls. He booked 13 meetings. Well, who knew? No one can say no to a 10-year-old. But 
the real power of that video was that there was no fear. He would, he would pick up the phone and he was just like picking up the phone and speaking to someone. It was just conversation. Where, where, when do we learn to fear picking up the phone and fear speaking to, to someone else in just a conversation? Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, by the way, it's a great video. Um, I highly recommend you go check that video out on YouTube. Um, confidence. When you think about your own um, kind of experience, right, as a founder, multiple companies that you're working um, to build, building sales teams, how, how do you kind of get the best from yourself and find confidence to do what you do? Um, in truth, you don't always. Yeah. You know, I, I think... We, we all read a lot of success porn and mm. um, this is an amazing company and it's, uh, you know, we've grown exponentially over this and um, and all making it sound very easy. Um, I, you know, I'm only doing this for the, for the second time, but I can categorically say from my perspective, it's not. Mm. Uh, it doesn't all go perfectly all mm. of the time. It's hard. It's, uh, you know, it's a roller coaster. There's plenty of ups and downs um, and there's plenty of times where you're full of confidence. There's also plenty of times where, you know, it feels like, the world's collapsing or it's not going in the right direction and you need other people to, to, to give you that confidence. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a naturally overly confident person and so I do lean on some of those, uh, you know, I've, I've made sure that I've got those, those coaches and mentors myself mm -hmm. that when I need confidence from someone from the outside, I'm, I'm not, that, that I, I can go and get it. Um, I need, and I know that I, I personally uh, uh, need that. I think at the same time, though, you know, part of the makeup of, of a founder and maybe even a lot of us in uh, in sales is the the glass half full and that you know that um, that you always you always believe um, in the you know the the excitement what you're trying mm. to uh, to to achieve and you generate this uh, you do generate this uh, this confidence that that kind of grows across your your team as well. Um, but yeah, I'd yeah I, I would make sure ads that uh, that that sometimes comes from outside influences because because it's not it's not always there right but that's um but that's a great piece of advice there though to look to others to give you that confidence boost so so i'll, I'll jump in there james for anyone listening to this who hasn't got a coach or mentor outside of your organization you can have an amazing boss and that's brilliant you get all the coaching and support that you would want from them get yourself a coach or a, or a mentor and and you know the great thing is people will do it and will do it for nothing mm. people want to be a coach people want to help people that have been successful want to help and will happily be a coach or mentor um and having someone that you can pick up the phone to go for a coffee with is, is the biggest single tip to accelerate your career that i think i could give anyone i think that's great advice in fact that's uh, in a large part what's inspired the launch of the sales confidence membership you know for the last three years we've been identifying the top 50 sales leaders in the uk um your very own uh, richard uh, has featured as one of those fantastic leaders in the uk we've started to replicate this around um cities in, around the world and we've identified you know what are the things that make an exceptional sales leader and what they've said 
said is they also want to be able to give back to the community. So as part of the Sales Confidence membership, they've got access to coaching and mentors. And these people have signed a commitment to actually deliver that value. So we are looking to professionalize coaching and, and in that aspect of mentorship. Uh, and I just think even if you don't have the opportunity to join something like the Sales Confidence membership, just get on LinkedIn. Identify people that are a few years ahead of you that you can learn from and do exactly what Kevin's suggested. Have a coffee, get some advice, reach out to them. And again, I'm, I'm not doing your plug for you, James, but if you work for someone and you go to your boss and say, can I have this bit of money to get my sales confident membership because I want to accelerate my career and be the best I can be, and they say no, I'd have a think about where you're working. I would agree. <laughs> so, um, okay, so it hasn't been easy, right? There's been some difficult times. Is, is there something you're comfortable sharing, you know, maybe when something was particularly difficult, maybe some hardship that you've had to overcome. Um, you know, you don't have to go so deep, but just maybe some time where you're just like, wow, it really wasn't going to plan and I had to make these choices. I mean, it, it, it literally is relentless. It is all the time. Yeah. The, you know, the ups and downs and, you know, you know this uh, yourself. I do. Um, and, and you have to do that without necessarily the outside world riding along with you. Um, you know, I'm... I'm happy to talk about that where where again home and uh, um and, and and work are uh, can be very conflicting uh, um forces um my 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 wife didn't want me to start a business she didn't want the uncertainty she certainly didn't want to ride a roller coaster which i kind of forced upon her and us as a as a as a family and um, when i started my first business she cried she begged me not to do it um and um now she's become comfortable you know um but i say comfortable she doesn't want to ride she still doesn't want to ride the roller coaster and i totally respect that because mm. it is a roller coaster and it's not you know and it's not for uh, for for everyone um so and 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 so even when great things happen at work i, I don't go home and talk about them most of the time because she knows that if I'm not, if I'm talking about the great things, she knows that I'm just then not talking about the other things mm. and she's only hearing half a story. So, um, yeah, she, she's made a really conscious decision that it's great that I want to do this and she supports me in doing it, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but she, uh, um, she, she doesn't want to ride that, you know, that roller coaster. Um, and as I say, the ups and downs, they're daily they're you know they're, they're daily they're weekly they're relentless you know the um the, the world can go from a, a beautiful place to a very tough place very very easily as a founder yeah and i think that is there's commonalities there with actually probably uniquely in function with sales leaders and founders from that up and down perspective because you're winning and losing every single day um and i think that that you know how you manage the relationship at home is is absolutely not an easy thing to do and it's super valid that while um, especially when there's children involved, you know, while it's super exciting, this new product feature for you, frankly, it makes no impact if the bins are getting to get taken out on a Friday if the dishwashing is being done, right? So it, it, it's it's understandable, and and you know, I know you manage that very well. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, so we're just coming kind of near to the end of the um, podcast. There's been some hugely valuable insights that you've been sharing about your own experience, how you've unlocked confidence for yourself, how you've developed a fantastic um, service with Refract. I'm just wondering about your own kind of health and well-being. You know, how do you, with all these ups and downs, how do you ensure that what you do as a founder, building this company internationally, expanding, how do you, how do you kind of manage your well-being 
for yourself? Um, in truth, again, being being frank, not as well as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding that time and mm. it's an excuse right it's you know I'm, I'm, it's, it's an excuse but you find yourself busy at work you find yourself busy at home you find it difficult to you know to to to, to make that uh, you know make that time yeah i've got three uh, uh three young boys I, I i come home i want to spend time with them i'm then too tired to go to the gym or uh, um and so not as much as uh, i should is the honest answer the thing that really does work for me is I, I know, I never used, used to know this about myself, um, but I know I do sometimes need just time alone. Mm. Um, I, never, I never thought, I, I, I never particularly enjoyed or wanted time by myself, but I've learned to respect that sometimes I just need a little bit of time away from everything, away from everyone. Um, it, could be, you know, it could be an evening, it could be a, a, a day, um, and that really refreshes my mind and, and, and my batteries um but i've still got work to do there amazing um kevin it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your experience is there any final thoughts or um uh, anything you want to impart on our listeners before we wrap up today um well i would say like you know we're, we're all really lucky having the sales confidence community and for uh, um for anyone that's listening that hasn't got involved in um in events that that cost peanuts to, to, to attend, um, to, uh, um, the, uh, uh the SAS growth, uh, event, the membership that, uh, that, that you're launching to get involved. Cause it's a great community. I'm just being part of that community. Uh, you know, has, a uh, has a, uh, a massive value. Um, other than that, just want to thank you for, uh, for, for inviting me uh, along. Um, are we allowed to share? We keep bumping into each other everywhere, literally everywhere. Yeah, that's why not. I mean, it, <laughs> so we, we, you know, Kevin and I have um, worked together for a few years now and he's been a huge supporter of Sales Confidence. So thank you for all your advocacy and support because we're here now because of that. Um, and you're definitely someone that moves early on the market. But yeah, we randomly have found ourselves um, in interesting locations around the world, um, totally serendipitous. Uh, once in Exeter. Um, of all places. Yeah, which I hadn't been to ever. And you were there the same day. And in fact, we've now got a shared partner in air, air marketing. In fact, we had um, Owen Richards, the owner, on the podcast recently. So that's worthwhile checking that out. And then, and then recently, where did we find ourselves? So having just met in Exeter, I saw your uh, message on Facebook. I'm in Atlanta. I'm sat at a bar in Atlanta. <laughs> message you and say do you fancy a beer of course you thought I was winding you up I did. Uh, uh, any reasonable person would think that one of us is stalking each other but uh, <laughs> but yeah we just happened to, uh, to to be there at the same time yeah right? it's yeah, been great and uh, you know I'm super excited about 2020 I'm looking forward um, to all the great value that Refract's bringing to the market I think just to reiterate before we close off get onto LinkedIn find Kevin Bills, send him a message about sales confidence and get access. You know, it's a no-brainer and I think um, it's a really incredible offer that you've put together. It's been wonderful to have you on the show, Kevin, and uh, look forward to more opportunities for the future. Uh, I look forward to that hug as soon as we turn the camera off. Yeah, we're getting on it now. We're going to get some photos. Cheers, Kevin. Cheers. (laughs)